You are now listening to the Moon Child. What's up, my peoples? It's February 11th, 10 o'clock. Gloomy, cloudy day. It's been very gloomy lately, but I love the gloomy, cloudy days in Sacramento. It's 10 o'clock. And I'm coming here, and I'm, and I'm honestly very grateful. <laughs> I'm honestly just very happy to still be alive. I feel like I'm very lucky um, because it happened again. It happened again, and I've officially retired from bike riding in Sacramento. The people that drive here are outrageous. I got hit by a car again, people. I got hit by a car again. I was just... It was, it was actually after I recorded my last episode um, two days ago on the 9th. And I went, after the episode, I was like, you know, I'm going to go on a nice bike ride. It was sunny. It's a nice day. I think I left around like 1 o'clock. Yeah, left around 1 o'clock. And I was biking on Fair Oaks Road. And I was on the sidewalk. And I was going into a crosswalk. But it was one of those double crosswalks. And I was vibing. I had my earphones and I was not wearing a helmet. I was vibing, and it was it was two crosswalks, and this car was at a stop sign, and he was he was at one of those little turnoff streets. It was like a mini crosswalk and then a, a longer crosswalk, but the light was green, so I had to right away. And he was at the stop sign. I see him stopped at the stop sign. What I did not know is that he did not look both ways. So I'm going across the crosswalk, and I see the car there. I just kept going, and. Midway, I get, he was in a CRV. Midway, I just get rammed off my bike. Um, he wasn't, luckily, he wasn't going at uh, a high impact. He was already stopped, but he accelerated and then hit me. And I was in the middle, and I was listening to a Mac Miller song. I was listening to 2009, and I just remember I was going, and I get fucking rammed, and I fall all on my left side. It was all on my left side, luckily. I didn't fall on my head. I didn't crack nothing. Um, but yeah, if my bike, my bike split kind of like, an, well, the wheel just came off and I fell on my left side. I scraped my, um, my, my left forearm. I scraped my left leg, but I fell on my shoulder hella hard. And like when I was on the ground, I was on the ground for like seven to 10 seconds. Like I was like, oh shit. I just got, I'm like, I'm like feeling the pain a little bit, but the adrenaline, was I was still feeling a lot of adrenaline, so I'm just on the ground and I still have my earphones in, and I'm just hearing Mac Miller say, "I can't, believe I don't want to be this high no more," and just some shit like that. And I'm just listening to music. I'm on the ground, and there's like fucking twenty witnesses because then there was a red light. And there's like freaking like fifteen cars just seeing me on the ground, and then the dude that hit me was asking if I was okay, and I'm like, yeah, and then luckily there was an EMT out as a witness, she was helping me out, and this other lady came with some band-aids, I'm on the ground, I'm like, god damn, like, you know, I just got hit by a fucking car again, I'm like, why the fuck does this keep on happening, <laughs> and, um, at that moment, I didn't feel like a lot of pain, I just, like, I just felt, like, direct impact, and, but then, like, when they helped me up, I could not lift my shoulder up in the air. Like, that shit was painful. But I didn't feel like I dislocated anything, and I didn't. Um, but they were helping me and all that. 
Shout out to the EMT lady. She was able to get all his information. So this time, you know, it wasn't like the fucking Camry where they drove off. The dude that hit me was very noble, but, uh, you know, he was being apologetic, but it's like, it's hard to just, I wasn't being an asshole to him or nothing. I, I swear I wasn't. But like, looking back at it, it's just like, uh, it just disgusts me because he fucking hit me. All he had to do was look both ways and it could have been a lot worse. And it was just the way he dressed that gave me an issue. Like if it was just like, you know, if he didn't have his shirt tucked into his underwear and he was sagging his pants a little bit, then I wouldn't be tripping as hard. But it's the fact that you had your shirt tucked in in your underwear and then I see that you hit me with your car. There's a lot of things in question and I got to take that into, I got to investigate in that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but, you know, they were asking, the lady, the EMT, another lady, um, the people that were helping me, they were asking if I need an ambulance. And I was like, fuck no. You know, I ain't doing no fucking ambulance. That shit's way too fucking expensive. I'm not doing no damn ambulance. And I didn't feel like anything was broken, but, you know, they had um, a fire truck came and checked me out and all that. They said nothing was dislocated. I refused to the ambulance, um, and then they called the police, so I got a police report now, and I got his phone number, his insurance is on the police report, so after I record this episode, I'm actually gonna head to the police station, but back to the, to the incident, my water bottle broke, my Skechers got a tire mark on it, like, I was like, man, fuck. Like, it really fucked up my vibe. Like, I was just planning on going a nice-ass bike ride. Then, bam, I just get hit by a car. So, <laughs> um, the, after all the police report, the dude had offered me to give me a ride home. And the dude that hit me offered to give me a ride home because my bike was all messed up and all that. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I don't want this dude to give, fucking give me a ride home. Like, that's the last thing. Like, even though it was only five minutes away, I'm like, fuck, I don't trust your ass driving. Shit freaking reason why i'm in this situation situation anyway so i mean the police was able to take me home take my and my roommate was able to help take my bike up and all that but then when i got back my my shoulder was just in a lot of pain just a lot of pain um so i wanted to go get it checked out went to the emergency room got it checked out and i didn't just got an x-ray i didn't dislocate nothing so um looking back at the whole thing yeah i got ran by a car um, this one was a lot more painful than the first time, cause he's, but the way I fell, like, he hit me on my left side, and I fell on my left side, it's like, how do I explain this in a detailed way, so, the car hit my, the left side of my bike, and my bike started falling diagonally, um, from left to right, so left corner to right corner, if you're thinking of a square, Left corner to right corner. Top of the left corner, top of the right corner. That was the direction um, diagonally that I was going in. And then, yeah, I just fell kind of on my bike, but also on my shoulder and scraped my forearm. And I, I really got lucky that I didn't fall on my head because I wasn't wearing a helmet. So, yeah, when I, um, <laughs> when I got back, felt all the pain, whatever, went to the ER yada 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 and i'm thinking i'm like damn you know i have work the next day so you know they gave me a tylenol and all that and the tylenol was not really working i was still in pain that monday night oh no the tuesday night 
going into the Wednesday where I had work at 12 the next day. And I was still, still feeling the pain. I'm like, yo, what the fuck am I doing? And I just started smoking so much fucking weed. And then the pain just started to just ease up. Because I, like I said, I didn't break nothing. It was just a lot of sore and pain at that time. But now, you know, when I woke up the next morning, I smoked more weed. It was, I was feeling good. I mean, like, honestly, it was really therapeutic. Like, yeah, it re- marijuana has really helped my body. So, um, more than the Tylenol or any of the pain medicine that they gave me, marijuana helped. And I was good for work the next day. I just couldn't lift or do any heavy lifting. And I went into work the next day just feeling hella good because, shit, I feel good right now. Like, I'm alive. I, I feel like I'm always getting lucky when comes that shit. I never broke anything in my life, knocking on wood, but, you know, it could have been a lot worse, and that's just the way I looked at it. What was even crazier is that my grandma had called, um, like, after I got back from the emergency room, she had called me just to check up, and my grandma lives, for anybody that doesn't know, my grandma lives in Mexico, and um, she's not Mexican, but she just, she lives in Mexico, she lives on the beach in Baja, and that's just her style of living. She's very nature vibey. But she has to come up to the States when she goes to her doctor up in Chula Vista. And that's when she's able to, like, call me. She's able to FaceTime me only, not my parents or nothing, because they don't have iPhones. Well, not my mom, just my mom. But she don't have an iPhone. She's able to FaceTime time to time, but the connection is kind of spotty. And she goes to sleep very early. But she was able to give me a call. And it was like, she goes to sleep, like, at 7.30. So she called me around 6. I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know. She had no idea what was happening, and I was able to talk to my grandma, and she's constantly, she's constantly praying for me, so, um, I just felt very grateful, um, appreciative on a spiritual level, especially, um, yeah, be nice to your, your elders, man, um, they're always thinking about you, they love having a conversation with you, uh, I would never had that close of a relationship with my why well, a close relationship with my grandma just don't get to see her often because she's always traveling and she's just doing her own thing she never i never lived with any grandparents but it was just it's crazy how just life worked out so i'm okay and break nothing and best believe i'm gonna try to get some compensation off of this I'm, I'm about to head to the police station right after this episode so we're gonna see what happens so that, now that brings me to my next thing. Speaking of the elderly, I've been seeing a lot of things on my little social media from back home in the Bay Area, which is something very surprising to me. And why the fuck are there so many fucking Asian attacks in the Bay Area, Oakland, and San Leandro? It's really sad to see that people are taking advantage of the elderly, though. Maybe people are like, there's an 84-year-old that got attacked, an 82-year-old that got attacked, 77-year-old that got attacked. All around the Chinese, about to be the Chinese New Year. And what's even worse about it, because not all Asian people are Chinese. Um, it's very sick to see. Uh, and also, I think thing that I was educated about, that I've seen, um, the way we... There's a lot of ageism in this western and western culture but when it comes to asian culture they you know reservere for older people stems from you know confucius beliefs um i hear that they prepare food even sometimes for the afterlife um they have deep 
they have a lot more respect for their for their elderly than we do out here um so there's gonna be a lot of people taking a there's a lot of asian people taking offense to what is going on and it sucks because people are taking advantage of their passiveness like how how i don't understand how anybody could feel proud or like even feel about themselves the next day taking advantage of somebody who can't defend themselves especially like the elderly like how you know what i'm saying i understand times is tough but like you got to have some morals at the end of the day you know um it's just been sad to see uh, i've been paying attention to it uh hopefully we can you know we need to come together and show solidarity i'm not that believer of you know asians being the model minority also this is not no fucking minority olympics it's important that we come together in solidarity and we got to be allies for everybody um i know a lot of asian people that were allies for everything that was going on with black lives matter you know my, my teacher she's filipino she's taught me about my own history as well as asian history growing up in the social justice academy so this is just sick to see especially in a place like the bay area that's where it's shocking to me because we've been around each other and we've been around many different cultures and you're seeing you know black people take advantage of elderly asians and I'm just hoping that it doesn't start war anytime soon. So I wanted to give my little two cents about that. And like I said, the most important thing, like, is they have a deep respect for their elderly, way different than we do out here. And it sucks. Like, you're, like you can't be surprised if there is a type of riot or something. If, if this continues to keep happening, you can't can't be surprised if there's, like, some type of riot or sometimes even more hate crimes. You know what I'm saying? So, like... We gotta be. We gotta be more aware. We gotta help each other. We gotta love each other. Um, kind of talking to the choir right here, but um, anybody listen to this, I hope that you know that I like that I, I care for it because, I mean, I'm my one of my best friends. He's in another country. He in Taiwan. I couldn't imagine anything happen to him. You know, any hate crimes like this happen to him. Shout out to Henry, or you know. My ex, you know, my first girlfriends in Yukari. So I guess I had some ties with Asian people and I have friends that are Asian. So I don't know, you know, it, what if it was one of their grandparents or anything? They can probably, they're going to be sick. I wouldn't want it to happen to none of my grandparents. I wouldn't want my grandparents to be fucking senselessly, 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 excuse me, senselessly killed for no fucking reason. So that's that's just sick and that's just wrong. So and I think the media needs to do a better job of like spreading what's actually going on, like not just talking about other bullshit. Like that's a serious issue. There's no way there should be that many hate crimes. And it's ever since COVID started, it's been raising insurgents. So we got to stop with that shit. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to get over this COVID shit together. And you can't just blame one group of people, especially like. When you're just assuming that all Asians are Chinese, like, that just don't make any sense. So, we gotta stop the shit, people. We gotta stop it. Alright? Um, yeah, I just wanna give my little two cents about that. See, I'm trying to go back to talking about multiple things other than sports. Um, I've been trying to 
I haven't been keeping up with no news like that, but that's like a news that that's been constantly like reposted and kind of urgent that I've been seeing. So it bothers me, especially that's going on in Oakland and San Leandro. It's just it's sick. You know, we can't be doing that. It's just that's just not right. So. On to another subject. Back to the Sacramento Kings. We took the L versus the 76ers on that Tuesday. I remember I was in shoulder pain, smoking my weed. I'm like, ah. And I wasn't mad at the loss. The Kings were playing really good. De'Aaron Fox played really good. I didn't really like the substitution in the fourth quarter. He put De'Aaron Fox in um, at the start of the fourth quarter. Usually he comes in with like eight, seven minutes left. So he had no legs when it came to that final three-minute stretch. But I, I wasn't hateful why he put him in at the start of the fourth quarter because Doc had Embiid and Tobias in. So. And it just proved that how good the 76ers are. They're a very, very good team. Doc Rivers have shaped that team to become very dominant offensively, and they have all the pieces defensively as well. They're very, very well coached. And my MVP's favorite, M. We got to start calling M. Be peed. He's just virtually unstoppable. Once he catches his spot in that fucking low post, he is a willing passer now. I need people to understand that how much of a willing passer he is. Yeah, he only has three assists per game, but he they have this mentality where they're just gonna score. If you don't if you go one on one with MB, I mean with MP Embiid, he's gonna score. He got that he got the mid-range, he got all the moves. He has the height advantage. He has the strength advantage. He has all the moves. He's literally unstoppable once he gets to the spot. And if you want to double team him, he's willing to pass it. Got shooters everywhere. You got instinctive Ben Simmons cut into the basket. You got Tobias Harris, who's giving you 20 points on 52% from the field. From the field. And then you got shooters like Shake Milton, Danny Green. You got um, Seth Curry. And then off the bench, you know when MV when MVP comes out the game, you got Dwight Howard, a three-time Defensive Player of the Year, protecting the rim. Who's on a who's who's still on a pogo stick? That dude leaps up and down like no other. And what Philly has right now is is really good. I think they just um I think they got the most complete team. Like you know, I look at the Lakers; they still need that extra rim protector because they don't. Embiid showed that he was too much for AD. And the Clippers still need point guard. Um, the Nets, I don't I don't know who on the Nets is going to be able to stop him MVP'd. I really don't. And like I said, he became a willing passer. You know, very um, like Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was always, you know, low post. If you double team, he's going to pass out. Same thing with Jokic. He's going to double team him, he's going to pass out. And that's what Embiid is doing right now. And just making it look so easy and they they he wants you to double team him like you just we could not stop him it was just impossible <laughs> it was a pop so he's been doing it all year and that's why they're first in the east so i mean right now philly is my title my title favorite right now i uh, through the first 25 it's been 25 games right um i like i like the um the 76ers and because What's happening right now is that the big man is being brought back. You see Bam. If you look at the finals, you see Bam and you see AD. Um, and then you see Jokic. The 
when you have a dominant big man that's dynamic as Jokic and Embiid, too bad Jokic doesn't have the pieces around him right now. Um, you have the best chance to win. Like, if I would take anybody in the NBA right now, anybody, I'm taking Embiid. He's the most dominant big man. Can't stop that, especially when they're willing to pass the ball and they're just so unstoppable in their spots. And he's also doing it on both ends. It's... We all said this when if he was healthy, this will happen. And he's healthy, it's happening. So, 76 is a really good team to watch out for. I wonder if they're going to add anybody. Um, shout out to Matisse Tybul. Because um, I think if Philly, I wouldn't mind Philly. If they want to try to, you know, take themselves to the next level, they should try to add Buddy Hield, you know. Give us Matisse Tybul. Matisse Thibault did the best job guarding De'Aaron Fox that I've seen any defender in the NBA do this season. Now, did he lock him up? Not completely, but he did do the best job. Ben Simmons was getting cooked by De'Aaron Fox. Danny Green didn't want no part of Fox. Seth Curry didn't want no part of Fox. Nobody wanted no part of Fox. But Ben Simmons couldn't handle it. And Doc made an adjustment, put Matisse... He didn't play the whole, he didn't play the whole game until the fourth quarter. And just had him basically... Follow Fox, and he did a good job defending him. He had more energy, obviously, but um, they have that weapon also to just pull out. It's like, okay, if I need a guy to just stop scoring, I'm going to pull out Matisse Thibel. So I think Philly really got all the pieces for a championship contender right now. They don't need to make no moves. I think they got it all right now, and I wouldn't be surprised that Doc Rivers take him to the promised land. So, yeah. And let's get into this next thing where... I've seen a new batch of all-star votes come in. And I'm looking at the all-star voting, and I see Alex Caruso and Clay Thompson. Just I don't see Darren Fox in the top ten of voting, and I know it's not because the Sacramento fans are not voting enough. You know, I'm not blaming the Sacramento fans anymore. I'm blaming the NBA. The lack of national TV games is not giving the Kings to expose themselves as a brand, or the players is able to get a chance to endorse themselves. And it, and and like it's. I could be like, oh, it's because it's a small market. No, it's not even because it's a small market because the NBA is doing everything they can to promote LaMelo, to promote Zion, to promote Ja. They play for small markets. And De'Aaron Fox is on a, high, if he's on a higher level than all of them, and he's not getting no attention. He's not getting no single attention. Like, if Ja gets all the attention that he gets, like, the Grizzlies got a handful of t um, national TV games. Why the fuck does the Kings not? Why don't we see a Kings versus Grizzlies one? We see De'Aaron Fox versus John Morant because they don't think John Mar they don't think De'Aaron Fox is on John Morant's level, and that's comical. All right, we're gonna see on Sunday because the Grizzlies play the Kings. We're gonna see how much on the same level that Ja is on De'Aaron Fox because De'Aaron Fox is playing at All Star level and he's on above a level of John Morant. No hate towards John Morant. He's also in his second year, but why? Why is he getting all the keys and all the the stardom right now when Fox has been doing it? He's doing the same thing in the same different situation. So they're not they're putting the same stars. I'm seeing the Warriors play on two straight Saturday nights. Yeah, Steph Curry's the most exciting player in the NBA, but like we gotta switch it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You got the all star voting, you got Klay Thompson who hasn't even played a single game this year. That's in the top 10 of voting. That's just not fair. You know what I'm saying? It's just not fair. But the respect 
The respect will come soon. I believe it. And I guess the Kings just got to earn their respect. Just got to earn it. If we can get that sixth, seventh seed, maybe we'll get, instead of getting one national TV game this year, I mean, next year, we'll get five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then we can maybe extend it to ten. But we're going to get our, we're, our time is coming soon because guess what? The new, the backcourt of the future, I think when you look at Tyrese, Halliburton, and De'Aaron Fox, I think we got the next CJ and Dame, to be honest. But we got, you know, compared to CJ and Dame, D Fox and the Halliburton, they got more length to them and more defense to them. But what scares me about that comparison, because I've been seeing that comparison lately, because, you know, they both can play point guard and they can both play off ball. De'Aaron Fox can actually play off ball better than people think. He's not that ball dominant as, um, as other point guards like Luka. He's not he's nowhere near as ball dominant as Luka. Nowhere near. Um but the thing that scares me without CJ and Dame comparison is the reason why they haven't got over the hump is how do you you know you gotta get them that third piece. I'm gonna be frustrated if we're getting these constant playoff appearances third and second and fourth seed and then we just get eliminated in the second round. You know what I'm saying? We're still a building team. If we can get that third piece, that big man, and that small forward or power forward, we just need four out of the five. Four out of the five. You know what I'm saying? Then, then we'll be we'll be solid. And Darren Fox is emerging himself as a top five point guard this season. Look, if you if you really think about it, just think about the top five point guards right now. Curry, number one. Dame, number two. Kyrie, number three. It's number four spot. You can go either way. But if you really think about it, you know, number four would be either Trey Young or Luka. Now, I already know, you already know how I feel about Trey Young. De'Aaron Fox is much better than Trey Young. And then you got Luka. Who's been better this season? Who's been progressively getting better over time as well? Well, they've both been getting progressively better over time. But who's been leading to more team success right now? Who has an all-star on their team? Not De'Aaron Fox. So just because the number's a little bit better, he has a little bit more assists and more points and more rebounds, that doesn't necessarily translate to the impact on the court. You know what I'm saying? Luka has the ball way more than De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox is more, he can play off ball. He uh, plays with pace. And um, he's he not going to just have the ball for, you know, the whole time and shoot 30 shots. Even though he did shoot a lot of shots the other game, he's being more aggressive. But he's not he does not as ball dominant. The ball doesn't stick to De'Aaron Fox the same way that Luka does. But, you know, if you want to have Luka over De'Aaron Fox, that's fine. Luka at number four. But then who's at number five? You have to go Fox. You got to go five. There's nobody in the East other than Kyrie that's better than De'Aaron Fox at the point guard position. I'm not taking Trey Young over him. I'm not taking Malcolm Brogdon over him. I'm definitely not taking Kemba Walker over him. I'm not taking Russell Westbrook over him. Who? So, just realize that Sacramento has a star. And it's been coming. And he's going to keep getting better. Because in his division, in his, conf in his division, not only his conference, but in his division, 
He's play, He's been playing against Steph Curry and Demi Lillard four times a year ever since he's been in the league. That's just that's going to be so valuable for him. We have the future. We have the future best point guard in our division out of the Lakers, the Clippers, the Suns, Trailblazers, and the Warriors. When Damon Curry's time goes, it's going to be D. Fox's division. So, it's an exciting time. We still got to take sure we take care of business. We got Orlando tomorrow on Friday, and then we got Memphis on Sunday. Oh, I hope I don't work that day. I really want to watch that game. Because we already know about the comments that that Amin guy made saying that Fox wish is who um, Fox is who he thinks Ja is, whatever like that. <sighs> I think he has that game circled up on his calendar. It's gonna be a cookout. It's gonna be a cookout because nobody can guard Fox one on one. It's not possible. He's just too quick with the ball. He does whatever he wants. So I'm gonna leave it at there for today's episode. I'm probably going to record again tomorrow or the day after. I'm confused with my work schedule. My work schedule right now um, for this week is kind of miscombobulated. He forgot to put me on. So now for this week, I'm just kind of relying on my boss telling me when to come in because that's what he said he would do. So it's a weird spot. But at the end of the day, I'm grateful to be alive. I didn't break nothing. About to hopefully get compensated. And... About the attack on Asians, we got to stop that shit, man. Um, I'm I'm even start praying, you know. I'm just hoping that these elderly people are protected, able to just live out the rest of their lives in a peaceful manner and not be harmed. And fuck all the people that's really out here trying to rob elderly people. You just, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be sick. And you just a bitch-ass motherfucker. That's just plain and simple. So... Yeah, I'm a peace out over here. I'm on Spotify now. I'm still uploading on Podbean. For the people that's listening on Podbean, I'm uploading on this platform until May 28th. May 28th will be the last day because that's when my subscription ends. And I start a new subscription with Spotify. And shout out to the people that's listening. Um, when you send me that you've been listening, when you send me photos or anything that you've been listening, it means the world to me. Um, as I said before, this is something that's a hobby that I hope to get better at. And I hope that you see my growth and my consistency, but I'm not going to talk. I got to keep showing. I just got to keep going with the consistency. Just want to prove that I can be consistent with it and show you that I can maybe do this one day for my career, hopefully. So we'll see where all this goes. With all that, with all that said, I am out of here. Time to go get my compensation, hopefully. Peace.